Well, I hit record, so Burger is getting you want. on the show. <laughs> we can just do it. Just ASMR, T-Bird edition. <laughs> Let me turn the gain up, see if I can actually get it to do. Pick that there up. you go. So, <laughs> oh, I, just heard that, I just heard that smacking. Do that there in the toast. <laughs> this ain't trivial. Where's you gotta quit that crap? I've got a minute scale down on the clock again. Feel like I'm playing in a game that I can never win. Time is running out, I know I gotta make a choice. So many whispers in my ear that I can't hear my voice. Tell me, will it in the situation that I'm in? Will I bail it so low, drowning in my sins? Get right or get left, what will it be? Time is running out, the blood is flowing down the streets. People need to know we're living in the war zone. Hit the streets with the truth, tell them that it's old. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I got Mr. TMNT84. Yo, yo, yo. I got the T Bird. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's disgusting. All right. And then we got Idrot Roaches. Hello. Uh, all right. There we go. All right. So, guys, what we're going to do real fast because I have got hot, fresh news. All right, we're going to all crack our cans. We're going to toast because I've got my son, Noah the Builder, right here getting ready to make a very special announcement. All right, so we're going to toast. I hope this thing doesn't blow up everywhere. It's all in. It didn't. All right, Noah. Oh, God, dog. Tell him what you did. So lately, I've been working on the games on my list, and today I was just, you know, doing it. And I was playing Bloodborne with my friend, and I had gotten to the final boss, and I was like, well, when am I going to beat him? And GRT said, oh, well, I'm going to watch you fight him today, because we played a little bit of Apex, the new season, and he decided that we were going to play some Bloodborne and see if I could beat the final boss. So we did it, and on my third attempt today... I beat him. Very good. Very good. And now I'm in New Game Plus playing with my friend right now, and I just can't believe it. Good it's job. Oh, you I'm didn't warn him about the DLC. No, I did warn him. He knows. Hey, right. hey, before you go anywhere, I want you to know, and it is official right here on the podcast, I've been made fun of by a lot of people for not beating that game, that game kicking my butt. You have officially beaten Bloodborne before I did. And you started three years ah. ago. Ah, all right, all right. Get out of here. You had, you had your time. Get out of here. <laughs> Love you. Love you. <laughs> what a freaking turd. <laughs> That's going to out me in front of my friends like that. God, God no. Noah, I told you not in front of the guys. Number of my friends. <laughs> uh all right, guys, that's right. Thank you so much for bearing with us and listening to my obnoxious little brat's uh, accomplishments. He he called, actually, as we were recording the show. I may or may not put that in the beginning of the show. We got we got some good B-rolls. So I have to I have to choose and see what's the best to put at the beginning of the show. But uh, he calls, and he's like, Daddy, 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 I beat Bloodborne. I beat Bloodborne. Oh, my God, I beat Bloodborne. And it's something along the lines like that. And so uh, that's very cool. Very cool. I'm super excited for him. He's been fighting that boss for a few days. 
he'll like play him a couple times, get aggravated, go play something else. Play him a couple times, get aggravated, go play something else. So uh, very cool, very cool. So uh, like I said before, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, this is a video game and bad dad joke podcast. Uh, we have officially added to the roster. We've been kind of flirting around with this idea and and kind of like uh, uh, we've been messaging back and forth for several months. Um, but uh, officially now we've got Joe and Kalai. I know you guys announced it last week and you guys uh, you know helped out with the show last week. I really appreciate that. Uh, but I am personally very excited. I'm going to give you a little slurp. Very excited to have you guys on the on the roster and have you guys on the show. And I think that we're going to do some really cool, really fun stuff. So with all that BS out of the way, have you, how are you guys? How have y'all been doing? Good. I'd say fairly good. Good, yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So um, uh, Joe and I were talking before the show, right? And uh, we were like, hey, let's. Uh, what kind of cool things can we do just to kind of start the show off kind of in and around the toast? So I pitched uh, an idea for a new segment, and we don't have to do this every week, but it's something that I kind of wanted to put early in the show before we bury the show with like all these things that we've been playing, all this other stuff we've been talking about. So I want to start a new segment that we do in and around the uh, toast time uh, for recommendations, like cool recos, things you've been playing, things you've been watching, things you've been reading, whatever. Um, but I wanted to bring out an old game that I started playing and I was telling Joe, you know, before the show, we've been talking for about an hour. So I'm like, man, you, he, you've played it, but it didn't click for you. It didn't click for me the first time I tried it. Second time I tried it, but my God, right now this game is straight money. And that is Max Payne 3. I put this game in two weeks ago. I had set up my basement to record. I had a couple artists coming in to record. And uh, I was like, I got my speakers and everything set up. And I had my PS3 down here because that's just what we had uh, hooked up to the TV. You know, while we're, we were streaming our apps and stuff through it. And uh, I was like, man, what games do I have down here? So I have Max Payne 3. I was like, okay, I'll put that in. Oh, my gosh. This game is freaking hitting like on all the levels, it is so much fun. There's so much attention to detail in just the animations and the uh, the little subtle things that Max Payne does. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna point this out in particular. You guys have all played games where you have like to manage your inventory, right? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Okay. So you know how like unrealistic it is to have a weapon wheel and you've got like a bazooka, an AR, you've got a light machine gun, you've got yeah, yeah all oh, that yeah. stuff, right? It's like Resident Evil 4 now, like you have a small briefcase, but you got a bazooka in there, uh <laughs> a bunch of fish, five five pistols. <laughs> Absolutely. So 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 you get it then. So you get it. So like uh in Max Payne, you have a weapon wheel, you can only hold you know, basically what you can fit in your pockets or in your holsters. And then you can have one big weapon, whether it be a shotgun, whether it be like an AK, what have you. But when you're not using that gun, he just holds it in his left hand, like not by the, um, not by the handle. He just kind of like holds it from like the top, you know, and it's just so subtle and it's such a cool, cool thing that like, I'm like, man, that is what a amazing detail. 
You know, something they went out of their way to do that they don't have to. Uh, and I wanted to point out one more thing because, you know, Max Payne games are kind of like notorious for their bullet time. Um, but man, the the slow motion shooting people and then after everyone's dead, you can continue to shoot. You could empty your magazine if you wanted to. I have sat here and put 10, 20 rounds into dead bodies. And as they're ragdoll slow motion falling to the ground, I'm shooting them in their balls. I'm shooting them in their friggin' face. Like this game is awesome. So that is a, a recommendation I'm bringing to the table today. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. If there's anything y'all want to rec- recommend, uh, Joe, I'll start with you. I mean, I've been playing Persona 5 the last two days, and I would 100% recommend this game to anybody who loves JRPGs. Um, I think it's like the pinnacle of what you can do in a JRPG as far as storytelling. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like the cut, the, the Japanese anime cutscenes that they throw in the game are absolutely gorgeous, and you can see the amount of detail and time it took to create this game in this world. And I'm just blown away. It's a hundred hour game. I mean, hundred hour game for I think it's like twenty bucks now because it's the greatest hits game. Pretty pretty solid. I, I recommend you guys all go out and play Persona Five. Tanner, you played it, right? I started it. I don't really like being having to manage my time in games like that, so I kind of dropped it. But a little, yeah, like the, I think I played about ten hours of it, and I enjoyed what I played. I mean, ten hours you probably got almost nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you I think I the, beat the I think I beat the first dungeon. So I'm about that to was, reach, I'm about to reach the first dungeon. But yeah, I recommend that. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> unless you, I'm pretty sure everybody's already probably played this game. I've just been playing Skyrim. So, are you playing on PC or are you playing on Xbox? Uh, PC. Ah, uh, so you're doing all the nudie mods? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> nudie magazine day. And Macho Man Randy Savage Dragons. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. So I was listening to a podcast this week. And um, I think it was X1 Bros, I believe. And they were just talking about like uh, bringing over mods into Xbox games and all this stuff. And they had mentioned that like in Skyrim, once they once the mods were brought in, everyone like, oh, no, they were talking about um, and maybe it wasn't uh, X1 Bros. Maybe it was uh, Defining Duke. It was an Xbox podcast. But they were talking about like uh, uh, people bringing in mods into uh, Cyberpunk. And apparently the developers were asking people to stop modding in having sex with uh, Keanu Reeves because <laughs> like because there's like a, there's actually like a thing where like if you're harming the likeness of someone who has lended their likeness into a game that they can actually like sue the developer something along the lines of that so basically they're like can you, can you guys can you guys stop banging Keanu so we don't get in trouble oh my gosh <laughs> and uh, then they started talking about Skyrim and that was like the first thing they did was they would uh because apparently you can like you take a character right that you can romance in the game and apparently you can like remap their skin so essentially if like if there's like a like a brothel or something, you can make everyone in the brothel look like Keanu. And so they're just like, this is bang Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so weird. That's great. Uh, T-Bird, anything you want to recommend before we break into the norm of the show? Uh, No, not really. 
All right, sweet. Nice and easy. Okay, so Loot Bros Podcast, uh, housekeeping time. So we have several other podcasts that we do. All right. We got the Loot Bros Comic Cast. We got 2236, the Survival Horror Podcast. We have Sounds Heavy. This is my newest show uh, that me and the vocalists from my band we are doing. It is a music podcast. We are interviewing bands. We've got two episodes up. And all the podcast is available everywhere. All your, all your big podcast places: Apple, freaking Google, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. We've gotten a lot of really, really awesome feedback. Um, and so on this show, we're going to be interviewing bands, musicians. Um, you know, m- going to really focus around heavy music, but we do have some surprises up our sleeve, some different styles of of bands that we're going to talk about. Just you know, some of these guys happen to be in a heavy band and a not so heavy band. But uh, I got I was telling Joe before the show, I've got bands from all over the world lined up to talk to on this on this podcast. So uh, I would greatly appreciate if you check out some of the other work we do. Um, I don't know. We haven't talked about it. So I'm putting Joe on the spot. Right. Uh, So, Joe, I don't know if you're uh, if you're ready for this, but I know when you guys were doing game stuff, you and Corey had kicked around some other shows that you were you you wanted to do. I know that you guys are doing like a pass or play kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know what your plan is for that stuff, but I do want to welcome, you know, you to uh, doing other things and, and contributing more cool stuff to the podcast world. I'm a bit of a podcast addict, so. The more that you guys do, the better I feel about myself. I mean, if if you're saying you want to host like pass or play and us resurrect it, I'm all for that. I just got to figure out when we can do it. But yeah, we can 100% make that happen. All right, I'll I'll let my my other half know because he's he's he'd be open. He'd probably be open to that. Yeah, 100%. Sweet. I mean, sweet, we also talk, talked about doing um a film stuff show where we just review movies and we make it really bite-sized. So it's like 30 minute show. So it's really digestible. Uh, well, you know, I would, uh, I would, I would say that's cool, but you know, the last uh, co-host we had do a film show, we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> so so no, movie stuff. <laughs> no movies, no movies. <laughs> now you do whatever you want. No, but like, yeah, like uh, if, uh, basically what I want to see is I want to see the cast of the Loot Bros take over the podcasting world. All of us have a billion shows, so there's really nothing else to listen to but us. I like that idea. So, uh, but yeah. anyways, with that being said, uh, this is technically where we would go into what we're playing. I already recommended a game that I've been playing, so I'm going to make mine uh, you know, short and sweet. Uh, like I said, Max Payne 3. Uh, I am at the final boss of Quantum Break, and I know I promised uh, some Remedy Deep Dives on the show. Uh, so myself and Tommy Gunn, the franchise killer, we're going to get together and we're going to do deep dives on what he has coined the Remedy Trilogy, uh, you know, Control, um, freaking Quantum Break, and Alan Wake. So we're going to dive into those games. And right now I am finishing up Quantum Break. And I just want to say that the final boss on that game is absolute cheap trash. It's not fun. I've died at least 10 times. Excuse me. And like that game's really great. That boss fight brings it down to just a good game. Like it's so bad. Such trash. 
So <clears throat> outside of that, I knocked out a couple rat plats last night. I'll save those for the backlog beatdown. I hadn't played any rat trash in a while, and I've been catching up on some push to plat. It may or may not have rubbed off on me. So right before I spent some alone time with the wife, I got in a couple rat trash. Easy plats. Can we just change the name of the show to Rat to Plat? Well, I mean, we don't really do that here anymore. <laughs> you know, for a while there, that was kind of like a thing, but... No, I mean, he should change his show to Rat to Plat. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's a rat king. He really is. But the problem with CJ is he he also plays all these other huge games and MMOs. So, like, he's kind of like just the game king in general. Like, he just does it all. Like, he... he it's crazy. It's it's mind-blowing how that dude can beat as many games as he does and still stay on top of the rat trash. Oh, man. Speaking we gotta, of. Hold on, Daryl. We got to shout out Jared real quick for, for making that, for t- changing that uh, picture of Homer and the Batman <laughs> man you after I requested it on such short notice. Man, that <laughs> it's was like crazy. he was waiting on it. <laughs> quick. I said, uh, can you can you do this? And he was like, done. Like 20 minutes later, it was up. I was like, this is this is great. So shout out so, to Jared. <laughs> absolutely. Shout out to Jared. And if you're not if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, listeners, uh, we just got the you know the the date, the release date on the Snyder Cut. So uh Zack Snyder's Justice League will be available to see on HBO Max March eighteenth, twenty twenty one. And that was gonna be the toast. I had this whole thing planned, and then my son, he kind of derailed us with this whole Bloodborne thing. And I think that celebrating him beating Bloodborne is a little more, you know. Important than screaming Snyder Cut, baby. But uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I found a uh, a meme of uh, it was like someone had posted on Facebook. It was like uh, all the Zack Snyder fans right now waiting on uh, March 18th, and it was Homer sitting, you know, Homer from The Simpsons sitting on his couch uh, drinking a duff, and then all <laughs> the photos of behind him on the wall were like uh, photoshopped to Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then he's holding a little flag that says Zack Snyder on it, and he had like a Zack Snyder, a Snyder Cut shirt on. So Joe apparently reached out to one of our listeners and friend of the show, and uh, he photoshopped my face with a Batman mask on it, which is really funny because that was like a little video that me and my daughter did where we had like a Batman mask and we were scaring my wife. We were like hanging out behind these doors, scaring my wife. And there may or may not be a picture. I don't remember, but I know there's a video <laughs> So he freaking ripped it and put my face on it. And then Kali made that the banner of our Facebook group. So uh, very good. Very nice, guys. That was freaking awesome. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, you know, just a little bit of Rat Trash, some Max Payne, and some Quantum Break. Uh, Zach, what have you been playing besides Skyrim? Well, actually, I played a... Uh, uh, it's more like a... I guess it's kind of like a Patreonist game because they have like their own website. Anyway, it's called Night of the Consumers. Okay, and uh, you have to uh, stock the shelves before the time runs out. But the catch is, uh, if you get interrupted by customers, you have to help them out before they go get the manager. Okay, and it's, so it's a it's camera kinda, simulator. It's a what? Karen simulator. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But if you fail to <laughs> help the customer, it's, it turns into a horror game. 
where you got to run uh, from the the manager before he hunts you down. Oh, dude, that's awesome! Is that like a flash game? I don't know. No, flash games don't exist anymore. Okay, so it's like a, like an internet browser game, I guess you'd say. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a PS one like inspired uh, graphically horror game. Okay, there's a couple okay. of them I actually discovered that are actually kind of fun. But yeah, that was that's what I checked out, and of course the usual Fortnite and stuff, enjoying the new season and all that. So yeah. My my son keeps begging me every time he gets near Fortnite. He's like, "Will you text Zach and have him play with me?" <laughs> That's why, like, some days I'll text you like three or four times. Like, "Are you home? Are you awake? Will you play with my kid?" <laughs> yeah, I try. We got. I think we got to play last weekend a little bit. I think he joined my game. We I played a couple games with him. The problem is because y'all are playing crossplay, he can't get in the chat with you. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, just play on Xbox, you know. I just bought him a brand new headset for the Xbox. I was like, just play over there. He's like, nah, I want my skins. <laughs> I'm like, like, do you want to play with your family or do you want your skins? You can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anything else, Zach? Uh, not that I can think of. So let's see. That's right. T bird. Um, I finished, uh, the, uh, medium. Ooh, fantastic tell game. Us about it. I did a whole deep dive on it, so you can listen to that. Oh yeah, that's right. Actually, I did that don't. last night. Didn't you? We did a little bit. We, we did the spoilers, so don't do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a fantastic game. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Very easy eight-hour game, and if you pay if you pay attention enough in the game, you can get that thousand G in one playthrough. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Very easy. It's just a matter of you actually paying attention. Dang it, man. I dig that. So, yeah, no, it's, I, um, I think Joe, uh, Joe asked me last week if it was like lived up to the hype. I'd say yes. But then again, like I didn't really have too much hype about the game. So, okay. but I, I will say that it is, um, it's very, it's, it's very short. It's like at least eight hours and it's not quite as scary as you might expect it to be. It's more of a like a psychological thriller almost. Okay, that's not a bad thing. No, and as far as I could tell, there was only one jump scare, and it got me. <laughs> Dude, you're not the only person. I listened to a few different like impressions on it on these other podcasts, and apparently that one jump scare is a thing, and it gets more people than you'd expect. It aggravates me so much. <laughs> It's nothing. It's not nothing. Even really like scary at all. It's just a thing pops up, and it's you're not you're looking through something, and something pops up, and you're like, "Oh God, why?" Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And um, still working on uh, Phoenix Mortal Rising. Oh, sorry, Mortal Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm actually on the final boss right now, so I might be cool. doing this show. Oh snap! Oh snap! So now you're playing that on Steam, correct? Uh, no, I'm playing on Ubisoft's little client. Perfect. Okay, so when you play a Ubi game like that, do they have like an in-game achievements or anything? Um, no, they do and they don't. Like you get 
if you obviously if you do certain things in the games, you will unlock stuff. But it's mainly just you, um, Ubisoft points. So yeah, technically there would be achievements for it, but at the same time, you're just getting points to spend in their little online store. Got you. So I was curious how that worked because I've been playing a bunch of uh, Resident Evil games on the Switch, and the achievements are still built into the Switch version of the game. So like hmm. Resident Evil Five, I got. I'd probably say half of the achievements just naturally play in the game. Yeah. And it says achievement unlocked and it pops it down and it looks so cool, man. It's like, I mean, it's it's basically the same thing. You what? It pops them. Yes. It pops them. Like it's the Xbox version of the game. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like same thing with Resident Evil six. So like what I've been trying to do is play, play like the Resident so one of the things I want to do, and this kind of goes into a little topic you had proposed, you know, we were talking off the same thing, so I won't spoil it, but I've been trying to play a Resident Evil game to completion on the Switch, like on my lunch breaks. That's kind of been my, that was my goal for this year, just like a little personal goal. But, uh, and so when I played through and beat Resident Evil 5 last month, you know, it was like, boom, tr- achievements, boom, achievements, boom, achievements. <laughs> I was just like, that's so cool. So they pop like they would any other game. So that's why I was asking with the uh, with the Uplay games or the Ubi games. You know, if you play on Steam, there's an achievement site. We understand that, but these other versions of the games that, that are the stuff's already built and programmed. I didn't know if they eliminated it or if it was just something different. So it's interesting. But Uplay points make sense. Seems as how that's like. You know, their in-game store for DLC stuff. And I really think that that's kind of how trophies and achievements should work in general. You know, like you pop them and then you're able to redeem the currency that's associated with it um, for like DLC items and things like that. Skins and crap like that. Yep. So I think that's I think that's the future eventually. So. Yeah, that's Anything me. else, E-Bird? No, that's it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, well then let's, uh, before we get into the uh, community questions, we got got the uh, backlog beatdown and we got the leaderboard. So uh, I will jump into the backlog beatdown. T-Bird, you want to get the uh, leaderboards ready while I'm doing this? Yeah, sure. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, so this year's backlog beatdown call your shot event uh, it's all about making your list, all right? So you submit your list. If you're listening to this show for the first time or you've been listening for a while but you haven't jumped into the Backlog Beatdown, here's the idea. Pick games off of your backlog, games that you already own, anything that is not from 2021. So anything from uh, December 31st, 2020, all the way back to the beginning of video games. Uh, and then you just make a list of five games at a time. You submit those games to us via the Discord, the Facebook, um, the Loot Bros group, whatever. Uh, you can email us. I don't care. And then just say, here's my five games. Here's the systems they're on. Call your shot. Pick out the games you're going to beat. And then as you beat them, send us a screenshot of the credits, the trophy, stamps, whatever. Uh, and then we will give you a point for every game you beat. For every game that you put on your list that you decide, hey, I don't want to finish this. It's not really clicking or it's straight up trash. Uh, you take it off of your list. We give you a negative point. Uh, any games on your list, no matter what time of the year you beat them or you come back to them, if you 100% them, you know, get all the trophies, achievements, whatever, you will then get an additional point. So we have got some 
heavy hitters this year, man. Like we started off the January just crazy. Uh, so in first place, you have Ponder Stibbins with uh, 12 points. That dude has already knocked out 12 games on, you know, he's on his fourth list technically. So this might actually not be uh, accurate because I think I just saw as I was putting the show notes together that uh, he had uh, his fourth list submitted. So as it stands right now, okay. as of the last update, uh, 12 points, um, I'm pretty sure he's got more. Uh, in second place, you got Tricky Mick with five points. And that's pretty, he probably cheated. Uh, yeah. In third place, you got <laughs> Gareth Davis with four points. Uh, Jared with four points. Kalai with four points. Rosen D, we got three points. JT with three. Uh, we got Enzy Nitro with three. Homer gets Duff with two. You got old Tommy Gunn, the franchise killer, with two. T-Bird with two. William Ridgeway with two. CJ with one, which I kind of find hard to believe. I'm pretty sure CJ's beaten like 40 games already, but, you know, we'll give it to him. We got James with one. Just let me bang, bro, with one. Gag him with one. Noah the Builder with one. We got a Young UK with one. And then we got a whole bunch of zeros. Uh, one of those being <clears throat> Zach. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a one and two zeros. Oh, that'd be 100. Yeah, I just uh, hadn't documented them yet. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. All right, well, whenever you're ready, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be taking those points. So uh, outside of that, we have our custom leaderboards. We have the Xbox leaderboard and the PlayStation leaderboard. If you want to be a part of those, all you got to do is Go to trueachievements.com or truetrophies.com, set up a profile, link it up with your gaming systems, and join the Loot Bros podcast custom leaderboards. And we will add those and read them out, you know, the top three, top five each week. T Bird. All right. Uh, true achievements. We got Alpha Seagal with 2,330. Goodness. <clears throat> we got Cool Kid Joe. With thirteen hundred and thirty-five, Gwen's candle with twelve, twelve hundred and eighty-five. I got me with seven hundred and eighty. Dang it, man! And we got Redbeard with six hundred and five. What did you get your points in? The medium. Oh yeah, you just said that. So you played that one, Game Pass. That's correct. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You see this PC stuff, man? It gets it gets confusing for me. Sometimes it's hard for me to keep up with how you play and where you play and you play. <laughs> all right what else you got t-bird and then do you do i need to like read the top 10 or do you mean just do top five you need top three top five whatever right. i mean if if the drop usually what i do is if the drop from three to four is substantial and it's only like 10 15 trophies i don't read that trash so it's gotta be, right, it's gotta well, be i'm, not, I'm not you guys gotta i'm not reading yours then because you drop down pretty far what the <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we're on to True Trophies. And we got Affectatious Donk with 228. We got Redbeard with 44. Mr. TMNT84 with 30. MZ Nitro with 29. And the Bulgarian Brawler with 27. I hope right. I said that right. I probably didn't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, I, I just got a trophy. Make you lose control. 
Oh, that would have put you at 21 then. Yeah, I could have moved up in the ranks. <laughs> Actually, you would have stayed at the same spot. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you and guys, you and guys would have been tied. Yeah. That's okay. What's crazy is my little 20, uh, 20 trophies were like two rat plats. <laughs> so I didn't get, I didn't get anything of uh, any, anything of any value until those little rat, rat trash. It says Tricky played another game. Since Watch Dogs Legion, I don't believe it. Uh, he's probably cheated. Yeah. I feel like that's just another code word for division. <laughs> that's the division DLC. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So this is where we head over to the absolute most important part of the show. By far the best part of the show, and it's only going to get better. So we've been asking you guys, as you've been listening to the show, say, hey, come February, we're going to start the question of the week giveaway. So this will be the first official week where this counts. You guys, we asked you to send in some questions. You did not disappoint. So what we're going to do is we're going to answer all these questions. And then on the show, we're going to decide what we think is the question of the week. And then each week of each month, we're going to put together all of the best questions. And then we will decide who had the best question of the month and we'll have a little giveaway. It might be some swag. It might be a game. It might be a side boob picture. It might be of whatever. It might be something cool from the Loot Bros podcast. So with that being said, let's go to the first community question. You boys ready? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. right. This one's an actual serious question. It's thought-provoking and all that good stuff. And I'm actually not leading in for a joke. I doubt that. (laughs) Tommy Gunn writes in and says, What happens to artistic creativity when developers are forced into conformity by upper management to cater to the ever-changing whims of the political climate? Hmm. Joe, you want to start us off? Hell no. <laughs> That's a deep question. That's too deep. I feel like it's too deep for this show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too deep for this show. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's all the wieners and the butts and all the... Where's all the good good question parts? Like, check out deep real quick. Uh, <laughs> All right, Zach, you were about to say something? Well, I meant, like, is he asking, like, uh, if they conform to, like, uh, media pressure or something like that? No. Yeah, so go ahead. He's Tim, asking ahead. because they, they Ubisoft, or not Ubisoft, EA and Bioware is like, we showed off Miranda's butt too much in Mass Effect 2, so we got to change that. Like, is it, did they actually about that. Mass Effect 2? Like yeah. an old game? They're remastering Mass Effect, and apparently they're going to tone down the over-sexualization of oh. the ladies. I mean, I, that's not too bad, I guess. I mean, it's, it's just a game. It's not a, it's not a game about sex, so I don't see why it's a big deal. It wasn't for you? <laughs> oh, you played it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, like whole games about you trying to bang every chick or dude on that ship you can. Well, I mean, if that's the goal of the game, then I can see why people are mad. <laughs> hey wait, didn't we do a bit about that? 
<laughs> yeah, we did. We did. So, uh, all right. So, now. you got it. You, you yeah, ready, Joe? No. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Do you remember when Street Fighter Five came out? Or yep. And they changed Rainbow Mika because she did like the butt attacks and like she had really scantily clad like wrestling uniforms. Yep. It's kind of like that. Like Capcom was pressured to change all that stuff and remove it all after they show after they showed the trailer and people were like, "Well, her ass is sticking out." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, it's a weapon, duh." The character, like, if it, if it has to do with the actual character and their actual like their characteristics of the character and how the game was actually meant to be, then I think it should still be there. If it's just to show TNA, then no. Like, then it's fine if you remove it. Like, you have to you have to kind of conform with the times a little bit here. Well, so the way I look at it is like from a creative and an artist perspective, the artist and the creative types should be able to put in whatever they want for whatever their reasons are. Uh, I understand that like there's pressure and with social media and cancel culture and all this like the the current climate right now. It's it seems very difficult to have an opinion that's outside of the radical mainstream. And, uh, you know, it seems like if you are not a part of the big movements, then there's pressure on you as a company or, you know, to be relevant and to be like, hey, look at me. I did the thing I did. the I'm the good guy here. You know, people make these decisions and move like ultimately, if the creative team got together and said, this is our new vision for this remaster, then I'm all for it. Uh, because the this is this is their product, this is their game. Um, I look at you know things like with Resident Evil Five, and they put out the trailer for Resident Evil Five, and it was Chris, a white guy in Africa. You know, what I'm saying killing the local zombies who just happened to be a different skin color than him, and it was like this whole big outrage. So they're like, oh, okay, cool, we'll add a person of color as his you know liaison or partner or whatever, like. Things like that, like I have a problem with, because it's like, man, let these people tell their stories, let their, let them do the thing, and 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 I always come back to, and I've been saying this on the show for years. Not everything is for everybody, you know. So like, if it's something that you're not into, you know, then just don't buy it, you know, don't play it, you know. I do that all the time. There's there's games out there right now that like I just don't play because it doesn't it doesn't really uh, appeal to me or it doesn't really cater to you know, my style or my interest, or maybe there's something out there that's like contra. I'll give you cyberpunk, for example, I, outside of the fact that it's just broken and unplayable, like I'm not going to go play an 80 hour game where, you know, like you're dropping dildos every time you kill somebody, you know, like that's not, uh, <laughs> it's not really my, my thing. You know, it's like, uh, I'm not saying I'm not gonna play the game because of the dildos, um, but I'm just saying like, uh, like that, that game doesn't appeal to me on multiple levels. A, I'm not a huge cyberpunk lore fan. Um, this game was really touting the over sexualization in general, you know, your dong sliders and things like that. Uh, and then, you know, the game comes out and everybody's like, man, like the, the, the RNG on the dropping of dildos is really high. Like, you know, like I think the, tra- one of the trailers that they showed off or one of the gameplay segments they showed off for that game was like holding some naked person running through a segment of the game. And so all the podcasts that came out, like, man, there's a ton of nudity. Okay. I got three, you know what I'm saying? Young kids. 
it's hard enough to play games in this house that have gratuitous violence and sex and things like that in them. The last thing I need is to be playing a game and then someone walk in the room. My kids walk in the room is like, oh, wow, you killed that guy. You dropped dildos everywhere. What's that about? You know, so um, there's just certain things that I like, you know what? I'm not going to play that. And that's fine. That doesn't mean that it doesn't need to exist. You know, like for me, it's like if that's what the creators want to do, do your thing. If it doesn't line up with my, you know, my interest or my views on things, I don't have to play it, man. Let everybody else play it. That's me, though. No, that's a, that's a, that's a solid stance on that. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's it's kind of what I was saying is like if if it lends the art artistic vision of what you know that developer that creator wanted the game to be, it should be that. It should be just that. Right. Why should they have to sacrifice their artist or their art their art and their vision because some you know Karen or Becky or Sue doesn't want doesn't want that on the shelves? I don't think that's fair. Agreed. Hundred percent, and I think that as a collective, as a whole, um, creative like creators and like figures. I mean, people in general. Like, if if we would stop giving this cancel movement and this like social media pressure, if we stop giving them, you know, the time of day, like that will go away. You know what I'm saying? Like the only way that this political climate, this uh, I don't I don't know what there's the only way that this movement continues to move forward is when we give in you know what i'm saying when we apologize when it's like oh well you're doing a thing we don't like you need we need to get rid of you hey well you know what you don't like it you can suck it and then you know, you go do your thing i'm gonna do mine and like it's when we give in you know like like let's say i'm gonna use this example right i'm a religious person right i consider myself to be a christian what if i said bioware needs to be canceled all their games need to be taken off of the storefronts because they will let you bang a purple alien and that's against my worldview you know like and like do, do these people not deserve the opportunity to make a living or to express themselves creatively and freely just because it's not like necessarily something that i would like no i don't care you know, you do your thing. Like if I don't, if I'm, if I don't think you should be banging green or purple aliens, then we're just, hey, me over here, I'm not banging green and purple aliens. You know, like you do your thing, I'll do mine. And I think that as a whole, if people just let people be, you know, what I'm saying, like leave them alone, like let them play their game. You want Miranda to show her butt cheeks, or you want the Street Fighter chick to hit hit you with her butt hanging out, like whatever. You know, what I'm saying, like I don't have to participate in that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's asking too much nowadays. But I just think that uh, people get a little crazy with it. Yeah, well said. <laughs> so, and then we're going to get canceled now. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the last episode you'll ever hear this from is, us. Yeah, that's right. This is the uh, last episode of Leap Bros. <laughs> I forgot to mention that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do believe right now uh, Apple is removing us from the uh, podcast apps. Amazon is no longer hosting our websites. Uh, and then uh, Google is censoring us. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> All right. Lucia writes in. He says, with only 40 days left until we all can witness the Snyder Cut, baby. Why does nothing else seem important right now? Everything is more important than the Snyder Cut. Nothing is important at all, period. Until March the 18th, the world may as well sit still. 
Mm. <laughs> you could hear the sheer excitement of that statement. <laughs> mm. That was Tanner Googling images from the Snyder Cut. He's like, mm. yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only thing that gets my, oh, my God, I got a trophy. Make you lose control. The only thing that no, gets me uh, that more That was excited. me thinking about just anything else besides the Snyder Cut. Okay, okay, okay. What if it was Snyder Cut, but anime? Huh? Well, first uh-huh. off, it wouldn't need to be remade like that. It would have been good the first time. Well, it probably would have. That god darn Josh Whedon thought he was going to come in there and make a friggin' trash movie, which I, I actually like the movie, but compared to the Snyder Cut, it's going to be trash. And he did a bad job at CG and uh, friggin' The Witcher's mustache off. <laughs> yeah, nothing matters right now. Only the Snyder Cut. And when the Snyder Cut comes out, uh, I will be grabbing a group of very trusted panelists. We will be doing a deep dive on all four hours of the Snyder Cut. And once I'm done, I will ride off into uh, the sunset and I will be done podcasting because there will literally be nothing left for me after I commentate the Snyder Cut. That will be the peak. That'll be the top, the pinnacle. That's that's the end of the bucket list. That's the climax. I'll be done. I'm retiring from life after that. I'm just going to find me a nice nice rocking chair and a pasture. (laughs) Like if it sucks and you have to sit there and talk about it for four hours. Oh, oh. <laughs> I would make it. I would love it. I'm going to love it. See, here's the problem, right? You're going to force yourself to love it. That's the problem. It's not even forced. Like it's, I love if, if the only thing I got right was just the trailer, the Zack Snyder justice league trailer. It's a freaking 10, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I love it. All right. Mark Lucia also writes in. He says, Godzilla versus King Kong is a big showdown between awesome kaijus. But what two video game characters would you like to see throw down in a brawl? Spill the beans, Daryl. Who would you see go up? Boulder punching Chris Redfield. <laughs> All right. Versus... You have to make that very key distinction. That's right. I'm not, not any Chris Redfield. Punch. We're not talking about like Resident Evil 1 director's cut Chris Redfield or Code Veronica X Chris Redfield. No, we're talking Resident Evil 5 steroids, boulder punching, like straight up right hook to a rock Chris Redfield versus Gears of War 2 Marcus Phoenix. Preferably right after so when Marcus still has a little shred of happiness in his life, just happens. a little, like a little shred, like like him and Dom, what? He is, but like you know, like Gears Three, Marcus is like he loses Dom, you know, and even though him and Anya kind of got that thing going on, I feel like Gears it's One, true Marcus, rom- it's true romantic, like romantic interest died. 
Right, right, exactly. And that's a that's sad boy, Marcus. And I don't want him to fight sad boy. I mean, like Gears Two is like is like I'm back in my prime. I'm warmed up. I haven't been sitting in a jail cell. Like we've done killed stuff. We're killing more stuff. I got my homie Fair Dom point. with me. So I think that Gears Two, Marcus is like in his, you know, in his prime. So yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah, you let that happen. That's a freaking fight right there. Anybody else? How does one follow that? <laughs> That's How about hard. Kratos versus Master Chief. There you go. That's a fight. It's Can either something. of them die? Well, as no. it stands now, no. <laughs> Nobody's been able to kill a chief and. Kratos has literally been stabbed in the chest and thrown into hell and then fought his way out and then killed the man that did that to him. Yep. There you go. So, I like it. And so chief hard. dropped a chief dropped a nuke on a ship and then flew through space for years and he he's still alive. Heck yeah. I want to see, I want to see Boulder punching Chris Redfield. Versus the shark from Maneater. <laughs> the Megalodon or like the uh, the, no, the Meg- preemie? No, Megalodon full out with bone with bone skin. With, bo- with bone armor yeah. and, electri- and electric jaw. Let's see Chris punch that. There you go. God, dog, I wish we had like uh, someone that would animate the things that we come up with, you know? Or like a listener that was like really crazy talented with Photoshop and, and Illustrator and stuff, who could just make like canvas art of like these crazy matchups. So that would be pretty cool. I got one for you just because it's current for me. You got uh Max Payne, and I'll say I don't know, Max Payne three max is pretty pretty awesome. We'll say Max Payne three max versus dead to rights retribution uh dang i don't remember the dude's name now um but yeah basically they're both disgruntled cops who can jump in slow motion and shoot things and they both cuss a lot that dude's vanilla as hell though the guy from dead to rights he's so like yeah he's cut and paste what like the stairways he's just an angry he's an angry white cop shooting everybody but he Whoa, 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 Tanner. Are you trying to get us canceled? <laughs> Calm down, bro. Calm down. Just you did not hear that, Google. You didn't hear. We're, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I thought he was pretty awesome. But I mean, I dig that that character, that archetype. You know what I'm saying? Disgruntled NYPD on the loose, killing all the dirties. You know, Shadow. Freaking cool dog. There you go. How about Shadow versus uh, Riley? Shadow from Dead Rights Retribution versus Riley from Call of Duty Ghost. That's dog fighting, Daryl, and that's illegal. All right, Michael Pick. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That dude. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Pick, dog fighting 2021. No, man, we're going to get canceled. <laughs> All right, how about, uh, how about um, Spyro versus Yoshi? Okay, okay. I mean, now are we talking Spyro from the game or Spyro from the Skylander show? Oh, geez, oh, geez Spyro. 
<laughs> okay. Game Ori is actually cool. What the? <laughs> Ratchet versus Crash Bandicoot. That's pretty good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to I think mean, of one with Crash. I want. I was trying to think of one who who would be a good opponent for Jack Baker from Resident Evil Seven. Oh, welcome to the family, son. Such a great guy. And he's a loving, very caring dad. Uh, over there. Outstanding guy. Just he—he he makes you feel at home. You know. <laughs> Did any of you guys play the DLC, the End of Zoe DLC for number oh, God, one? So good. Oh, I so, want to. I have it. Dude. I just. Got to you. Oh my gosh. Okay, Zach, like, for real. It's three years now. Stop what you're doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Leave the show, but just put yourself on mute. Go play the end of Zoe because you play as Jack Baker's brother. Really? Yes. And he, it's a first person boxing simulator because he basically crawls out of the southernest, most swampiest part of the bayou with 110% Cajun accent. And punches the mold. Like <laughs> he's like, awesome. I'm gonna come on down there and avenge my brother. Come on now, Zoe. I gotta save you, and I'm gonna punch these mother effers. And he just he's like the if Samuel Jackson was a three hundred pound corn fed hick from the bayou. Just <laughs> it's so good, man. And then you find this like like Call of Duty Advanced Warfare exoskeleton, and then you punch mold with like metal arms. Oh, like dang. it's ridiculous. Like All it's right. like everyone at Capcom was like really, really high that day. And they was like, man, we're gonna roll with this. The fans love it. <laughs> I'm gonna freaking do this. So it's it's really good. All right, so here's one. If you think uh, Kratos could ever be in the MCU, do you think he would be able to just destroy everybody? I think he could hold uh, the hammer. Yeah, you think so? Absolutely. He'd probably just cut Thor's hand off and wear it just so he could pick it up. (laughs) And beat him with it. Make it work. He cuts off his arm and makes Thor's arm hold it. I got another one. All right. All right. Ellie from The Last of Us 2. Versus Laura Cra- Laura Croft from the first remake of the Tomb Raider game. Ooh, ooh! Like we're talking like early in the game or after she kills that first dude. I, I would I would say after it's she kills her blood. First dude, yeah, she's got to get a taste of blood first. Man, I don't know, dude. That's a I feel like they'd be on the like, same th- level at that point. That was such a special like scene, you know, like where they took that Laura Croft and like broke her and made her experience experience that, and like that game's still the just, best one in the series, dude. That game is so oh, yeah. good, like so good. Man, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. All right, anybody got anything else before we move on? Because we could probably do this one all night. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean, we gotta John, have at least one ridiculous. John Madden one. from John Madden Football versus Joe Montana from Joe Montana Pro Pro Talk or Sports Talk Football. Joe Montana. I said. I thought you said Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> no. What was uh? We'll do John Madden from John Madden Football uh, against friggin' uh, Jr. from WWE. 
By God, Kenny, you broke it in half. Like Chris they Hall. are all there. You have to score a touchdown to win the game. I'm like, thank you, Chris. It's the most obvious <laughs> thing you've ever said. The uh, most points wins. Like really? a chair shot is a chair shot. Oh my god, those old commentary. Yes. Oh like Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hockey doesn't oh. suck. You suck. <laughs> like the crowd chants are ridiculous in that game. Oh my gosh. Uh what was uh what was that King said? I said, uh, what uh, is that? You have to look out for me, Jr. I guess uh, something about uh, her with all those curves and me with no brakes. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh wait, puppies. wait. Yeah, <laughs> puppy. <laughs> that was the dream team right there, Jr. and King. Man, oh my gosh. Great to listen to. I went back and watched some old stuff on the network the other night. Like I was, Dude, I was yes. old Royal Rumbles. And I was like, I watched the one from like 2000, and I was like, oh, it's such a good Royal Rumble. And the commentary is like top notch. Oh. So, speaking of Royal Rumble, you know, Edge just won the recent one, right? Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Oh, my God. Spoilers. A week ago. I think he's going yeah, after the fans. He won from number one, too. Hey, so uh, so my son and I, my oldest, we watched the Royal Rumble. And then, you know, he like has never shown any interest in wrestling. And I'm like a huge wrestling fan. So uh, he was like, oh, man, daddy, let's watch some more wrestling matches. So for a few nights in a row this past week, we watched like some of the classics. So we watched uh, King of the Ring 98 when uh, Undertaker threw Mankind off the cell. We watched the first blood match between Kane and Stone Cold, which, you know, we were talking before the show about botched finishes. Stone Cold gets his back cut immediately. Right, (laughs) (laughs) and they're like, "Wait a minute, he's bleeding." He's he's, uh, Jerry Lawler was like, "He's bleeding," and then Jr. was like, "Well, you know, King, they uh, they said that it's going to have to be like a real, a real gusher. You know, I got to bust his face open." So bad, it's so bad. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's like, man, you should have just called the match. You know, like that would have been tragic. Did you? uh, (laughs) You got to go have him watch Rock versus Mankind in the I Quit match. Uh, I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. So we didn't watch that one, but we went back and watched TLC one and TLC two. Haven't watched Shane versus uh, Shane versus um, Angle at uh, King of the Ring. Oh, dude, yes. I was at that show. That show was awesome. We almost watched. Uh, was it Steve? Uh, Blackman or something like that versus Shane where he throws him off the Titantron. Oh my God, that was sick. Yeah. I was, I was listening to like a something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard, that podcast. And like he was yeah. saying, like, they did a, like a retrospective on Shane's career. And they were like, they're like, Hey, Hey Bruce, when you were in the back, we like, Hey Vince, can I just throw your son off a whole bunch of shit? It's good for ratings. Do it. Yeah, so I listened to the Undertaker on Joe Rogan the other day. Oh, and just, such a good episode, dude! That was so good. But all those injuries, man, it's like, and you never hear about the Undertaker's injuries. No, it was crazy. I think that the most the most interesting one was like in '94 when he was probably going to be in the in the mess in the WrestleMania main event for the title, and then he got injured, so they had to like change it to that like screw job finish where it was like Lex Luger and Brett touched at the same time for WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Yeah. It was him and Yoko for the title at 10. And then they had to change the whole ending. 
to that year. Dang. It's crazy. All right, guys, this is the Loot Bros WrestleCast. Uh, we glad you're here with us. Well, we can like, share, time. review. If you got time for a 12 podcast in a week. Hey, when it, whenever you boys are ready to launch a Patreon and we just start tackling all these shows, I'm I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm We can podcast forever. 15 I mean, podcasts. Let's do this. All right. Ponder Stibbins writes in and says, you have to fight the Predator, and you can bring either Ellen Ripley or Kyle Reese. Along to help. Who are you taking? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one. I mean, Kyle mm. Reese is my boy. Like, mm, I'm. I'll take Ripley. Really? She's make, yeah. make you lean Ripley though. Like Kyle Reese, is such a badass. Yeah, he is. But Ripley straight up killed the queen. You know what I'm saying? In Aliens, so. My man killed I'm going the original Terminator, like the badass one, where it was like a horror movie, basically. <laughs> like, like, but but Ripley survived against the first alien, and then goes back and beats an entire planet of aliens, and then shaves her head in front of an alien. So I'm going Ripley, and then dies. Spoiler. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kyle Reese never gets jobbed out. Um, no, I'm gonna take Kyle Reese. He can make like homemade bombs and stuff. That's a legit power to have. Just he went back in time and knocked boots. Apparently, you knock boots and create your son, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> I didn't know you create your dad. I, I thought it was his dad. Oh, he yeah, created your dad. That's right. Yeah, so he's his own. He's his own grandpa. <laughs> he's his own grandpa. <laughs> I changed my answer. Kyle Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Any guy who could be a dad. And a <laughs> Anybody who can go in, back in time and become your own granddad is definitely going to beat the freaking Predator. <laughs> I feel like he could outsmart the Predator if he could outsmart Terminator. You know what, Joe? You were right. That first question is too smart for this show. <laughs> uh, all right, Tanner. I'm going Ripley, Ripley or Reese? What you got? Ripley. That's, I don't have my uh, knowledge of these two are very limited. Uh, uh, well, I'm going hmm. with uh, Dude Cray, who was his own grandpa. <laughs> I mean, he stopped Sky. Or his own dad, whatever he is. <laughs> and what's crazy is I watched that as a kid, and I'm like, like, time travel has always blown my mind because it's like the minute you step back in time, you change the future. And at what point do you not change yourself out of it by going and impregnating your son's mom? Like, or, or like, at what point do you not like get a second head or a third arm or something because you freaking <laughs> polluted the gene pool? <laughs> <laughs> or what if, <laughs> what if, what if home, oh God, dog, I died. All right. What if freaking Reese goes back in time, right? <clears throat> and he, and he knocks boots with his own grandma. Okay. Cause it's, that's what he's doing. And then like yeah, in real, real- 
like in real time, right? So he knocks boots with his with his grandma, and then all of a sudden he starts looking like one of the dudes from Wrong Turn, you know, <laughs> one, of those, one of those inbred hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at an old picture and it just starts to slowly just turn <laughs> as it keeps going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, his son goes back and his son is born and then creates the revolution that stops Skynet. So, I mean, how can you root against that guy? <laughs> If not, if not for him, we're not here, right? Technically. I mean, technically, yeah. Because then D-Day happens. And then we're all dead. <laughs> and we're, like, holding on to chain link fences and, like, the bombs come and it just blows us away. That's right. Dude, that movie's insane. It really is. Both of it those really two is. movies. The third one, third one's pretty bad. And Salvation was okay. Uh, and Salvation you, was very boring, I thought. The two new ones are pretty good because they, they tell a pretty cohesive story. They're just not very well acted. But, uh, Agreed. Genesis was good. I haven't seen the newest one. The newest one it's was on. Good. It's yeah. on one of the streaming services I have. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I like Genesis a lot. I liked where they were going, and they they build they build more off it in the next one. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely going Kyle Reese. I mean, anybody who can be his own his own grandpa and his <laughs> and and a dad at the same time, or build your dad and be a grandpa at the same time, he wins in my book. <laughs> Oh gosh! Like, who's your daddy? No, who's your grandpa? <laughs> who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> you ever seen that uh, <laughs> insurance commercial where it's like this really badly animated Albert Einstein? <laughs> it's like I'm not your daddy. I'm your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Oh, now, now somebody has like his Photoshop Kyle Reese in those. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it used to play on TV all the time. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Uh, Jared, you're the official Loot Bros animator. You got to make all this come to life. <laughs> oh man. All right. Good job. That was a great question. Who'd have thought it would have gone there? All right. NZ Nitro writes in and says, in quotes, for a so-called Batman lover, how do you not have any plats for them besides Telltale? I believe that one is directed towards me. And I thought NZ it was directed to be, towards Kalai. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, Kalai, where are you at on this one? All right, Kalai, you got to answer? Yeah, Kalai. Freaking answer for your sins. Any minute now. Well, clearly she is so consumed in shame that she has nothing to say for herself. So, yeah, there's your answer. Oh, I didn't know y'all could hear that. Yes, we can hear everything. It's like we're waiting on Kalai to answer and you're over there putting stuff to a paper shredder. <laughs> no, it's these little uh, cable holder or uh, I guess dividers. They're you know, like little straps. Shirts. Yeah. That's wow, Zach. Wow. I was just fascinated with how it works. 
<laughs> We're over here answering the most thought-provoking questions on the internet, and you're over there playing with Elmer's glue. Oh, it's like a Velcro zip tie. It's cool looking. <laughs> well, anyways, to answer Enzi's question, <clears throat> the Telltale stories are the best Batman stories. There's your answer. They're also the easiest Platinums. Hey, hey, those friggin' Riddler trophies suck balls. I don't want to do them. They're, they're not hard in the first game. Uh, just they, a lot. they get yeah. more complex than the second one just because there's like twice as many. <laughs> well, that and they're not fun. No, they're not. They're painstakingly annoying. I'm stuck in one certain spot in, that, in the second game in Arkham City right now, and I just like put the controller down. I actually was streaming it during Extra Life, and I'm like running around, and I'm like, where are the robots? <laughs> like trying to find the stupid robots in the cell, and there's like, obviously they're robots. But I'm trying to find like the fifth robot that's in there, and I'm using my bat vision, and I can't find this thing for shit. And I'm like, where is this thing? So I'm like, all right, I'll just reload my save and try again. No, I still can't find it. So and I look for guides, and I'm like, nobody shows where these damn things are. So I'm stuck. But to so, answer, go ahead. Oh, to answer your question, I would say Daryl doesn't have them because Daryl didn't have the Resident Evil Platinums for a while either for number six. So ooh, 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 easy, wow, easy. So. Now you hit below the bill. Still get there. Sometimes it takes it, it takes a call out for Daryl to come out. <laughs> and uh, show his show his, uh, his medal. Well, he'll do it. He'll, he'll get it done. If you look at my trophy list, with the exception of Injustice Two and um, <clears throat> Call of Duty Ghost, for the most part, my favorite games, and then Resident Evil Five. But like for the most part, my favorite games, I don't platinum. Like I don't know what the like Heavy Rain, one of my favorite games of all time. I didn't. I don't have the platinum. Uh, that game. For the platinum, Dude. I love that game. But the platinum is paying the ass, and I will not get yeah. it. Yeah, it's it sucks. And the most Resident Evil games trophies lists are trash, and they're aggravating, and they are make they they're just not they're not fun. I want them, and I will. <clears throat> Same thing for Batman. Like on Arkham Knight, I am so close to the platinum on Arkham Knight, but I've got to get. I think I got to beat the game on like New Game Plus, and I have to get the alternate ending. Um, for the nightfall protocol, and that's like you have to do all of the freaking um trophies and I, of uh, the Riddler trophies, and I've got like probably three quarters of them. But man, it just it's a slog and it's not fun, and I don't enjoy like I just don't enjoy that, you know. Like it's I, I don't know, and uh, the trophy lists for those three games, it's it's all basically the same stuff, and it's like I don't want to to do that so it's unfortunate <laughs> telltale got it right you know play the game get the plat boom all right mz also writes in says if you could choose any two comic book movies to be quote snyder fied hey snyder cut baby so made what bad. would you choose <clears throat> i would choose infinity war and endgame <laughs> <laughs> to be redone <laughs> Zack snyder cut <laughs> here you go that's right in this version, uh, the Winter Soldier will actually become the new Captain America, not that freaking lame sauce Captain Falcon trash. And then um, Thor wouldn't be fat; it wouldn't be playing Fortnite. That'd be my version. That'd be my Snyder fed version. The Snyder cut is just a deep dive on how for- <laughs> Thor got fat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And how, how stupid of an idea it is to make one of the most powerful guys in the MCU a fat drunk playing Fortnite. 
on a whole nother planet. <laughs> like, this is a whole, really like, hour on him playing Fortnite and yelling at kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blowing up controllers because he's shooting lightning through because he's getting mad. Or he's like, oh, should I get should I get this gun? Or should I get this skin? And he has to make like decisions. So he calls so he starts texting like Rocket Raccoon. He's like, which one of these should I get? <laughs> It's like a it's like a Life is Strange style game. <laughs> you have to make choices <laughs> on what skins to buy in Fortnite. He's like, and you have to time the emotes just right. Oh my! It's a <laughs> it's like a rhythm game where you have to keep the dance going. It's all quick time, <laughs> dear lord. Um, if I could pick two movies to be standardified, I would pick. Oh, it's really tough because I would really pick the uh, Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck because that movie sucks so bad. You can't fix so, it. There's no, there's no Zack Snyder version where that movie doesn't suck. What if you just slam that and Electra together and pretend like it's one big movie? It would still suck, but at least it would be long enough to like make it suck less. Maybe I don't know. Well, then make it R-rated and get rid of the dance scene. You know, like, th- there's so much good in that movie. Like the reason why it sucks, it's like it's because it was mishandled, man. Oh, that could have been like the 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 backstory, you know, for um for Daredevil was great. The actor was great, obviously. Ben Affleck's the freaking bomb and Phantom, so he's really good at anything. And then you got and then you got freaking uh Colin Farrell as Bullseye. That was cool. Yeah, I liked him as Bullseye. I really did. Yeah, so there was a lot of good in it. It's just that, like, they did that dancing scene, and that was really, really, really lame. Like, I tried rewatching it recently just to see. It's just, it's just cringy. I went to the theaters and saw that movie. So did I. Came out on Valentine's Day. I took my wife to see it. And then, um, I would say uh, Ghost Rider. You know, like with Nicolas Cage. Make Ghost Ghost Rider like an R-rated, like just freaking. Just awesome, gory movie. Freaking make it super serious. No Nick Cage. No, it's got to have Nick Cage, but it's got to have like like face off Nick Cage. I want to take his face off. <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! What what if what if Nicholas Cage uh, Ghost Rider was just him doing cocaine and (laughs) hanging out with a gang? (laughs) I don't want to be Ghost Rider anymore. I'm just gonna sit here and blow a cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take his face off. (laughs) Oh yeah. Gosh, that's a good see, movie. Did you see his swear word show on Netflix, Daryl? No, uh-uh. It's absolutely ridiculous. He goes over like the history of like swear words. So like one episode is a different word each each show. So they do, they do like the major one, they do the F bomb, they do shit, they do like a bunch of stuff. It's it's cool. Huh. But Nicolas Cage narrates it. And oh it's my like gosh. The best acting he's done in years. Well, everything he does is gold. Stuff. What happened? Where's that at? Netflix. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's another recommendation of the week. There you go. I slid one in the middle. Right. Girl. 
There you go. All right. So the next uh, part of Enzi's question is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What uh, was that question again? Hold on. Repeat that question okay. again. That Any was... two comic book movies to be, you know, have like a director's cut, like a Snyder cut. Oh. And then he, and he said the next part of his question is, uh, and then he goes, and what Snyder cut would be better between the Green Lantern Snyder cut or the X-Men Origins Snyder cut? Jesus Christ. Why would you pick two bad movies? Like really bad. Uh, I guess well, Origins wasn't that bad. Origins and- was had like the best bones of all the comic book movies that sucked. Like like Liv Schneider or Liv Schreider or whatever his name is Schreiber. as Sabretooth. Yeah. Him and freaking like, oh my God, that was a great casting for for Sabretooth. Yeah, I love him as Sabretooth. I, I love the backstory that they did with them. They built yes. up. Yes. I thought I thought the movie was really good. I I Green Lantern is a piece of shit. Like let's let's be real. Movie's got all kind of it sucked. It made yeah. man like completely like turn his back on DC and do a Marvel movie. So I mean, that's how bad it was. He jumped ship. He was like, <laughs> "No, nah, I'm going to Marvel. See you guys later." It's like I'm taking my talent to Marvel. It's like he's like I I just want to be Deadpool. They won't <laughs> give me the red suit. They give me the green ring. So I'm just gonna be Deadpool, yeah. but also Hal Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> You know they want to make another movie with him too as Green Lantern. I think nowadays because people actually take superhero movies serious when they're making them and they're not just like, I mean, not you, Wonder Woman eighty four, but like all the other ones, you know, they actually take them kind of serious. And so <laughs> that movie sucks so bad. It's like, a low, it's like a low blow. I I think we should do an episode where we just we just talk about that movie for an hour and a half oh my gosh i don't want to talk i don't want to give that movie another oh, hour of my yeah, life i'll rewatch it just to do an episode oh, oh my gosh God. i didn't follow it because it was bad you know, my daughter likes that movie more than the first one and i was like please no she doesn't know any better she's young oh yeah it's like the other day she was like can we watch ninja turtles 3 i'm like that don't exist sorry <laughs> turtles in time <laughs> 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 the worst turtle movie. Oh my gosh. You know I own like everything Turtles, right? I don't even oh, own yeah, absolutely. Turtles 3. Don't even own it. It's not in my house. I don't own it either. Just oh no, I, that's not true. I have like a disc with like all four films on it. No, Turtles 1, 2, 3, and the TMNT animated movie. So what I did with that disc is when I bought it, I took it out of the disc out of the thing in the store and I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> I just won the case. Like, I, I hate that movie so much. And it's like, I watched it with my daughter, and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong about this movie. And then it got to certain scenes. I'm like, nah, no, nah, I was right. This movie sucks. I really don't like the second one that much either. Because when you watch the first one, it just it's just so... Like, the first one could stand up to some of the comic book movies that are of today. That's how good it is. Like, based on the, the core material and the source material it's made from, it's probably one of the best comic book adaptations ever made. Like that first movie nails every point of that original comic book flawlessly. It's 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 just a fantastic movie. And I think if you if you were to remake it today, I don't think they'd be able to make it as good as they did back then. And it still stands up to today. Like if you try to watch that movie now, it still looks good. Yeah, it's one gaping flaw though, is that Megan Fox was not April O'Neil. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> this though, like and I, and I guess I sent this to Justin in like a private message for uh shout out to Justin from uh, Epic Turtles, uh Epic Shells. Um, I was talking to him and I was like, you know what? Like Judith Hogue, who plays April O'Neil, is much hotter now than she was in her in her like twenties, the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's April O'Neil, she's super hot now. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, damn. Like use her as April now again. 
Yeah. 100% it's tied me up. And I know that they want to make a sequel to the original movie, but I don't know where that's at now. Like the original writer wants to write it and then they want to, they want the original director back to direct it. So we'll see what happens there. But if I had to take any movie and Snyder cut it and I'll just go deep dive, like any movie, I want that four hour Kill Bill movie that Quentin Tarantino made that's like locked in a vault somewhere where like he chronologically put all the scenes in order for both movies. Whoa. Yeah, it exists. It's called, it's called The Whole Bloody Affair, but he never released it. It exists. So it's like it's like the entire Kill Bill movie cut into one movie, but it's not all disjointed. It's chronologic, chronologically put back together. So it like makes sense to like casuals. So yeah, I want that. I want that back. Hmm. Hmm. That's one of my favorite movies. So to answer the last part of Enzi's question, I, I would say real talk, like a director's cut of uh, X-Men Origins would definitely be the better film. I think if they fixed some of the special effects in there, like that would fix that movie. You know, that and then completely cutting out the Deadpool scene. I mean, if not for the Deadpool scene, though, we don't have Deadpool today, though. So it's like, well, you know, if even if they change it and it wasn't Deadpool, it was just some other thing, you know, that was like, because like the scene wasn't bad. It was just the fact that you, they took the Merc with a mouth and they sewed his mouth shut. Like, it's kind of to feed the purpose. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they knew what they had at that point, Daryl. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I, I'm glad they didn't know what they had at that point because who knows if, if it would be what it is today if they did it in that movie and they messed it up. So give me a Sabretooth solo film with Liv Schneider, Shire, whatever his name is, Shire, Schreier. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a Snyder did, cut with did you just have a stroke. Maybe a small one. <laughs> All right. JT writes in and says, okay, here's a question. Why do we need a Batman episode when you have a comic podcast? I mean, he makes a good point there, but I mean, it's his show. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Boom. He really and, doesn't uh, like see that coming. <laughs> in your face sucker nah he's a batman transcends comics though like batman's film batman's games batman's he's freaking batman he's lego you know what i'm saying like he's in the lego movies like you know what though if you really think about it daryl i think batman has one of the strongest catalogs of video games out of any superhero oh absolutely like, and the entire catalog. The best games i do an episode that actually be a good episode to do but like like he resurrected the lego games come on Yep, there's the old Sunsoft Batman games, the Batman Returns games on Genesis. That one on GameCube? Yeah. One or two really bad games, and the rest are all good. Heck yeah. Like, Batman Forever is trash, but that's that the movie's also trash. So, I mean, it's it, kind of <laughs> like... I mean, they literally skinned a Mortal Kombat game and then tried to make it like a like like 2D slash 3D sprite, like... It was horrible. It's a horrible game. I don't even want to describe it to people because you shouldn't even know what it looks like or play it. <laughs> Robin dreams of Batman getting butt Batman naked Forever. with a girl. You play Batman Forever, right? On the Super Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Where it's like Mortal Kombat 3 skinned and like you, you literally uppercut people and it's literally just uppercutting people in Mortal Kombat. Yep. <laughs> and when you hit them, they go like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I played all those old games, man. 
Dude, Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo is still one of the best Batman games ever made. Uh, it's a good one. It's a very good one. So, but yep, I I mean, Batman's got one of the strongest catalogs of games. Period. Like not just like the amount of titles, but like just the quality of games. Like the Rocksteady games were friggin' dope. I still haven't finished, and this is this is kind of me. Like I really wanted to make a case for the Montreal um, Batman origins on ps3 and like that game is really good but there's something about it that's wrong like something's not clicking because for whatever reason i have tried probably six different times to finish that game and i just can't bring myself to finishing it i don't know if it's just the 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 distance between missions like it feels like it takes longer to make things happen in that game than it did in the other ones but either way Batman's good. I mean, the fact that it never got ported, Daryl, is the, is all you need to know. That's true. I agree, and, and and but it's got some of the best boss fights though. Like that that freaking Deathstroke fight in there was awesome. The story and the game are good. I just think yeah. the execution. It's kind of like Blackgate, right? Like Blackgate's a really good game, and not a lot of people played it because it was on the 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 PSP, right? That was where it was on. It was, the, it was on the Vita, and then they oh, ended up porting it to the, the PS3, three yeah, DS, Vita. It was Vita. Yeah, it was Vita. I got it on Vita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like not a lot of people got to experience it because nobody bought a Vita. So, I mean, yeah. rest in peace, Vita. Rest in peace. Yeah. Still getting games, though. We're one out for it right now. Uh-oh. Hang on, hang on. Let me get her. <laughs> uh, all right. Justin, the host of the Epic Tales of the Sewers podcast and one of the hosts for the Geek Life HQ podcast. Good friend of mine. He writes in, he says, who was the toughest retro video game boss you had to face? And what game was it? Hmm. Toughest boss in a retro game. So we're going to say retro. We're going to define that as pre-PS3. All right, I've got two, all right? So Sega Genesis X-Men game. Freaking Every boss in the game was hard as balls. <laughs> like that game was hard as balls. So I thought that, uh, like just navigating through the game, there was a the jungle level. I think it was Sauron was the boss. Ugh, stupid hard, very frustrating. And then the other one I was going to say is uh, every single boss or end of level machine on the Contra and Super Contra games. It just seemed like, I don't know that I ever beat those games. I have the Contra collection right now, but I don't know that I ever, even with the 99 Life code, I think I might have beat the first one, maybe not the second one, or vice versa, I don't know. God, dog, man, just those old retro games had just some of the, especially like your Bullet Hills and things like that, just had some of the toughest bosses. Justin, you'll like this one, because actually from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, uh, it's Karai from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter on Super Nintendo. She's the last boss that you face Oof. on the train. And she's absolutely a pain in the ass. She does this stupid attack where she does like this E-Honda like thousand hand slap where she like <laughs> jumps up, floats in your face and goes eee! and it's absolutely fucking annoying. And like she's like one of those final bosses like kind of like Seth in like Street Fighter where they just throw a whole bunch of crap at you and you, you have to block, 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 block and then look for an opening. And as a kid like I literally would like 
take my pillow and like put it in my face and yell like damn and crap like really loud and my mom would like, <laughs> like what are you doing like this game is hard go away mom crap but yeah that that as a kid like that boss fight infuriated me and then when i finally beat it i like threw my controller up in the air and i was like all right let's go but it, it i also i also tried to beat her with like Raphael, which is probably one of the worst people in that game because of short distance, and but he's my favorite turtle, so I had to do it. So this is perseverance at that point. But uh, a close second would be the final boss, uh, Ninja Gaiden, only because he's a big giant turd face and he's in level six, which means if you die, you have to start all the way over again at the level. So like you don't have very many opportunities to learn his pattern. Once you get it down, it's a pretty easy fight, but. If you don't have the pattern down and you don't get enough opportunities to learn the pattern, then you're screwed. Or if you don't have enough scrolls when you get there, you're also screwed. Um, what's another one? Uh, I would say even even fighting the Technodrome in the original Ninja Turtles game, like you get down to the bottom, you get the Technodrome. If you don't have That's enough, awesome. if you don't have enough like turtles left, or if you're not good enough, you're not beating the Technodrome. And it's really not that hard of a fight, but if you don't if you don't know the strategy on how to beat the Technodrome, then you're screwed. So, all right, Zach, I don't remember, <clears throat> uh, like what their name was, but the, the hardest game I remember was just mainly because the controller was so bad. It was Backyard Wrestling on the OG Xbox? Oh my god! Oh god, yes. That game was freaking hard as titties. You saying the hardest boss was Jasmine Sinclair? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember like in like all the characters' names and stuff. I just remember getting mad and breaking controllers over that game because <laughs> it was difficult. So, I broke a controller over Teo Fing and uh, Dead or Alive Three on the OG Xbox. I mean, to my defense, I was a lot younger, so I wasn't right really good at games at the time. So, but I sure took my anger out on the controller. <laughs> D Bird, what you got? All right, so at the first ending of Dark Cloud Two, you have to fight six or seven bosses in a row. So I'm going with that because if you mess up on any of them, you have to start back all the way over. So you get to the final boss and then he one shots you. You have to go back. Which the final boss was uh, I think it's Dark Element or something like that. I can't quite remember what his name was, but that happened to me several times. Very frustrating. Huh. Yep. There's some tough stuff out there. I'm sure after we get off this this call, I'll be thinking about more because I was like, I was thinking about what are games that I just never finished because they were so insanely difficult. And then I was thinking about uh, <clears throat> uh, Dino Crisis 3 on the OG Xbox. Like, I don't remember what boss it was that hung me up, but I just remember not only is that game absolute garbage, but it was also very difficult. That game is booty. I didn't want that game to be booty. I love the first two games. They are so insanely good. And that game is T-Rash. So. All right. 
You guys done with the uh, questions for this week? What do you think was the best of all those? What is our question of the week? Uh, that deep question at the start was pretty good. Okay, okay. So we got one vote for uh, Tommy Gun. I'm going with the alien one. All right, we got one for. Uh, now we're Just talking they, uh, the one that made us go on a big tangent about the dude being his own oh, daddy and granddaddy. Yeah, ponder, Ponder Simmons, you got to fight the predator. Yeah. That was my vote too. <laughs> that one really got us uh yeah, got a nice little this week. Uh, I vote for him as well. All right, boom. There you go. Thank you, Ponder Stibbins, for this uh this week's question of the week. You will be entered into the February drawing. Um, and you might get a picture of uh of Reese becoming his own grandpa. We don't know yet. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be stable to the game if he wins. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> so, all right. So uh, this week's official topic. Not trying to put you on the spot, but we are here to give you the twat. Boots, boots, boots. Twat, 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 with Open your ears for the twat. All right. There we go. This week's official topic. Uh, it's going to be some, something short and sweet. Now, uh, what I had originally proposed, we're going to sit on. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but Joe and I were talking before the show. And we were like, man, uh, he had pitched something that was really, really cool. And I'm going to let Joe take the lead. Uh, but I'm going to kind of set the table for him. We've got the backlog beat down. We've got the Belegit side quest. We've got the franchise killer side quest where if you complete an entire franchise during the course of the backlog beatdown, you get a special guest spot on the show and we will sit down and talk that franchise with you. Uh, but Joe had pitched something before we were recording that I thought was really cool. And it was just an individual, like a backlog beatdown solo quest. Uh, and Joe is going to talk about kind of what his goal is with this. But then I want to open it up to you guys and see if there's anything that you would want to you know, kind of put on your solo list per se. So Joe, take it over. All right. So how I came about this was kind of thinking about how the backlog beatdown changed this year. It went to like a list format and I was like, oh crap, I put a really shitty game on my list that I no longer want to play. And I'm like, oh man, do I just like not take a minus one because I have too much pride and just never play this game and just give up? Or <laughs> <laughs> just take the negative one, bro. Take the hit. You can bounce back. Negative one for Star Wars Squadrons. I'm sorry, Yield. This game is trash. I, I can't stand this game. I just can't play it. I just can't. I don't like it. I don't like the story. It's so slow moving. The missions are okay and they're fun, but they're too damn long. I don't know. I'm not, not a fan of the game. But anyway. So are you taking the official negative one? No, no, no. I'm not I'm not yet. No, no. I'm, okay. I'm trying okay. to beat a mission a day, Daryl. I'm trying. I'm okay. Trying. But every time I pick up the controller, my hand starts shaking. And, you know. It's like PTSD. Like, I don't want to play the game. I just don't want to play it. I'm done. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> by next week, I'll be able to be like, oh, I'll take that minus one. But right for right now, okay. I'm, okay. Not, I'm not really defeat yet. I'm too prideful for that. Plus, it's like the last game of my five to like beat, and then I'll just submit them all at once. That's why I haven't submitted anything, because I just want to do it all at once. But anyway, um, so I was thinking, all right, like I always, I always 
use a spreadsheet every year and I track every game I beat every year. I've been doing it for like the like past two years uh, and I've done it again this year. And I kind of created a solo quest and I kind of started it on New Year's Day before everything was official. And I started just tracking what I was beating on my own. And I've already beaten 12 games this year. So I've beaten a lot. But I was like, okay, like, how do I make this even more interesting for myself? And I was like, okay, well, what about a, what about a, like a solo quest? And how I kind of thought of it was, let's take all the games that I've been like, just putting off to the side or saying, you know, I love this game. I love this franchise. But like, I never put the time in because I was like, oh, I really don't want to play these right now because they need dedicated time to them. Like, like your Persona 5s or your grand theft auto fives or your red dead redemption twos like those games that you want to play the most but like they always get sidetracked because you always have something that's shorter or something you want to play and, and review on the show so what i did is i created a short list of it's like my five games that i want to beat this year and it's it's going to be my back row beat down solo quest and the five are persona five nice auto five red dead redemption two xenoblade chronicles Two, Kalai, because I know you've been up my ass about that, so I'm gonna put it on there. And the the fifth one is gonna be Metal Gear Solid Five, because I I want to play Metal Gear Solid Five. Very nice. Really giving it long games on there. My all. Uh, yeah, there is some long games on there. There's a purpose for that, Zach, because it's. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think. I I just really want to play Persona Five, and I really like dedicated myself. Oh, and an honorable mention for that list, which I'll complete after I do those, or maybe even before, is I really want to give Breath of the Wild a fair shake. You're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Oh, I tried, I tried it three separate times. <laughs> You're just gonna end up just just as disappointed as the last time. <laughs> but I kind of want to give it like my all. Like I want to beat it. I want to at least finish the game. That game is so boring. Just, <laughs> yes. It's not you, and I wish it was just a real Zelda game. And I know people. What do you mean it's not a real Zelda game? I'm like, because it doesn't play like any other Zelda game. It plays like Skyrim, and then people are like, well, it doesn't play like Skyrim. Well, yes, it does. Have you played a Skyrim game? <laughs> so good. But anyway, so if Frosty actually listened to the show, which he doesn't, <laughs> he would be freaking raging right now. <laughs> Like no direction. It doesn't tell you what to do. You just you get thrown in the world. Go explore. Yeah. Figure out what your life means. Like it's so dumb. I don't care. <laughs> like I haven't played all the Zelda games before, so I'm not gonna be that interested in the lore. And I, I agree with Tricky that it's not a Zelda game. It's like a game where they were like, "Hey, let's take Zelda and make it open world, but not make it a Zelda game." And I feel like they're going to fix a lot of those flaws in the next game because a lot of people bitch about it. But I just don't like not knowing where to go as well. And they like give you like a little like they're like, oh, go here and go here. But they like don't show you where that is. And like, I don't need hand holding in games, but I feel like I need enough hand holding now because games nowadays, they hold your hand too much, which has created like learned helplessness, like playing games now where I'm like, oh, shit, if I don't have a marker on the map, I don't know where to go anymore. Not only that, when the map is like the size of a continent. <laughs> You need something to tell you where to go, so you're not just sitting there looking like for every detail. The game does not respect your time, and it's oh. to me it seems very lazy. Because now I've only played it for a very short amount of time, but like my initial impressions when that game first came out was like, like this is lazy. Like you just want me to figure the game out for you. Like I don't want to do that. Like I, show me where to go. I feel like once you get like 
powerful enough, the game just won't even matter anymore. Because, like, I feel like nothing changes in that game. Like, it can't get that much harder. Like, I know, like, the Divine Beasts are supposed to be harder, but my friends have told me, like, they're not even that hard. So, yeah. we'll see. Like, I, I want to beat it. I want to give it a fair shake. Persona um, 5 was on my list because it's it's the game I wanted to play the most when I got when I, when I got it. And I played it for five hours, and then, like, four other games came out. And I was like, oh, I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. Three, uh, what is it, three years later now? And I'm just finally playing it again. But, like, it's all I played all weekend. And it's all I'm going to continue to play. I want to be, I want to beat this game, and then I want to get Strikers. So, I mean, there's a hidden meaning why I want to beat 5, because I do want to buy Strikers. And I, I, you can't play it until you beat 5. Because it's, it's a direct sequel. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, I've played numerous times on Xbox 360. Yes, three. I've spent too much time on that game, <laughs> but I never beat the story. Like I played multiplayer for a little bit, but I never beat the story. And I think the story is probably one of the best ones they've made in the franchise. It's very good. I love the switching between two characters. I didn't think it was cool in the beginning. I was like, this is kind of lame. They could have just did. They could have just taken this and made it three separate games. But it's really cool. There's three different perspectives and how all the guys get together and, you know, the chemistry between the three of them is really, really awesome. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is just a game where I started and I was like, I don't like this game. Like, period. I'm not a fan. And I love Metal Gear Solid, but I just don't like Five. I hated Four, but I don't like Five at all. Like, I didn't like the base building aspect. I didn't like how the missions were. I didn't like how they... They wanted you to be stealthy in some missions, but other missions you could be like balls to the wall, do whatever you want. And I don't know. I just it just didn't click with me. I don't know how you guys feel on five. Daryl, you liked five, right? See, I played about eight or so hours of five, and I really enjoyed what I played. But that was another game to where like uh it just was so big and took up so much time that I just couldn't commit to it. I, I had especially then, because my kids were much younger then. I think my youngest was just born right after that came out or right before that came out. So for me, it was like, I'll play it while the kids are napping or before they get up in the mornings. But that's just one of those games that once I got too far removed from it, Mm -hmm. I never went back. Yeah. I mean, and then, and then we'll talk quickly about Red Dead Redemption too. Like another game I was super jazzed to get. I was super excited. I love the, I love Red Dead. I love Red Dead one, Red Dead Redemption one. And I love Red Dead Revolver, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put so much time in this game. I'm gonna love this game. And then I played it, and I was like, oh my god, this game's so boring because you literally have to ride everywhere. And I was like, this is, I just can't play it. And I heard they patched it, so like now your horse can like ride to the mission for you, and you don't have to do shit. Like if someone tries to attack you, you have to like pay attention. I heard, but like you don't have to actually physically pick the controller up until you get to your destination if you don't want to. Oh, already in the game. Because I remember doing the cinematic mode like when that first came out. Yeah. Oh, it was it was in the game from the beginning. Yeah, you you just had to press a button and it like it looked like a movie. It was really cool looking. I mean, the game is fantastic story wise. I just I couldn't get I just couldn't do it. I was like, and then when your like your horse needs to be fed and it like dies, I'm like, this is is this fucking Red Dead Redemption or Animal Crossing? <laughs> Like I don't, I don't want to take care of things. I want to, I want to do missions and do things. Like I was like, ugh, the game got too realistic on me too quick, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I jumped out, pulled the eject button. I was kind of like Greg Miller. I feel the same way. Kind of Greg Miller felt about it. It, it was just too realistic. It's, it, at the end of the day, it's still a game, and I felt like it should have played like a game. 
I understand you need immersion in a world, but like too much immersion is too much sometimes. I love that game. Now I pose the question to you guys. What would be on your solo quest list? Like what would you put as like the five games that you feel like you need to conquer? Like your your Mount Rushmore of games that like stand in your way or have been on your shelf for too long that you feel like these are the games I got to beat this year. Well, I have my little list right here and the more I'm sitting here like throughout the evening, I've been just adding to it. I know it's bad. I've been doing it too. And and the thing is, is like I keep moving things around on my, uh, on my cross media bar too. Like, okay, I just a few nights ago, I rearranged all my folders on my PS4 because my PS4 is in my bedroom and I'm laying down by the wife and I'm like, all right, I got these games that I want to beat. And so I started moving them uh, in order of like how I'm going to attack them, how I'm going to put them on my list and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just a mess. I'm such, I'm just not doing a good job with them, but uh, Max Payne three was one of those games. And that's why it was down here in my basement on this stack of PS3 games that I'm like, I've got to finish these in my lifetime. (laughs) And it's, it's a game that like, I put it in, it just, it was cool. And it was a lot going on. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to play this, but it just wasn't, it just didn't click at the time. It wasn't right. Something didn't, it wasn't, didn't jive right now. It's all I can think about. Um, this next two, I'm going to put them in as one, but it's just two games. I'm embarrassed that I haven't played yet. Uh, And that's the evil within one and two. These are survival horror games made by the godfather of survival horror, Shinji Mikami, right? I have played the evil within one, um, several hours into the game. And it's amazing. It is, it is, it's awesome. Like it's a little, I don't know if it's a little, if, if campy's the word, word I'm looking for, but it's a little bit not Resident Evil. Like it's, it's got some, some, you know, it's different. And, and I, but I really like it. Uh, and the problem is, I, I got the games pre-ordered both of them. One, uh, I've got Evil Within two still in the wrapper on Xbox and PS4. But I've got, uh, I've got the games right, digital and physical. I bought all the versions, everything. I really was like, I'm going into this, and this could be my next Resident Evil. And I played Evil Within for a while. And again, at the time, I just didn't have the time to sink into it. And it was one of those games that, like, I had, you have to, like, you kind of have to, like, set the mood and block things off. You can't play a survival horror game with distractions and lights on and noise and all that stuff. So it was one of those things where, like, once I got away from it, I was like, I'm going to come back and start this over and do this right. And I just haven't done it. You know, and I'm like not going to start the second one until I beat the first one, you know, and that's just one of those games. I've played so many survival horror games since the evil then, but I just like I've got to start over. Like I've got to get the story. I've got to do it all over and I just haven't done it. Uh, another game that I've had since it came out and I just keep shuffling around is Prey. You know, like uh, I think that the game looked amazing like i was really really excited about it i've got the game on my shelf it's still i haven't played it haven't even put it in um another one it's just super super like wall of shame bioshock infinite that's on my that's on my list my second list 
So Bioshock Infinite, I've bought and I've owned on PS3. I have a digital and physical on PS3. I own the remaster on PS4, uh, digital and physical, because we were given it, you know. And I, I have I have the disc version as well. And it's one of those games that I keep moving closer to the front of my list of things to play, but I just I just don't. And there's no reason because I adore the first game. Second one didn't click with me, you know, but everyone says the infinite is like equally as good as the first one. And so it's just one of those games that I'm like, man, I got it. I got to go back and finish uh, two more and then I'll, I'll stop. Uh, the next one I actually got challenged to play. I was on, I was a guest on push to plat with CJ and uh, Tommy gun was on there as well. And so uh, CJ uh, threw out this challenge to where we each pick two games for the other host. And we, you know, every three months we have to revisit and see where we're at on our games. Um, I alien isolation. I was challenged to play that game. I've got to beat it by March. I'm a few hours into it and I really dig it, but that was a game as well. I bought it when it first came out. I own it digital and physical, you know, and I keep moving it around, but I keep hearing, I, I always heard that, that game was really long and it gets really difficult after a while and it kind of overstays its welcome. And it's one of those games to where like, I really think I should have beaten as a survival horror fan. And again, what I've played is really good, but I haven't finished it, but that one I'm currently working on. Like I actually was going to play it last night, um, but my headset was dead and I was like, well, I can't play this without a headset. So I'll play rat trash until I go to bed. And that's what I did. And then the last game I have started on Xbox and PS4. But again, because it's such a big game, I always put it off. And that would be The Witcher 3. Everybody knows The Witcher 3. Everybody knows why I haven't played The Witcher 3. Why that's not the style of game that I stick with. Uh, but I'm very intrigued. I want to play it. And uh, that's that's one of the top of my list. All right, T-Bird. Yes, 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 yes. Um, <clears throat> definitely putting Mass Effect. And, I'm gonna probably put Mass Effect Andromeda on there for sure. Okay, I started it too, three times. I think now. <laughs> I just need to commit and actually finish it this time. Heck it's yeah. the only Mass Effect game I haven't uh, finished yet. Uh, I was thinking Prey. I, I bought it close to its release and just never played it. Great looking concept of a game and everything. You just never made time to play it. Yep. Um, God, I had a few more. I'm just looking at everything I have on my desktop right now. I'm just trying to figure out what to, what actually to commit and play to. Well, you've kind of been doing that Ooh. now. You've been chipping away at them here recently. Yeah. Metro Exodus. That's another oh, one. Oh, yeah. I bought it in the week it came out. I still haven't played it. I played it. I started it, and it's really good. It's more Metro. But I played it on um, Xbox. I think I like, rented it at uh, the Redbox or something, or might have got it on Game Pass or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. But I've been playing them all on PlayStation, and I was like, I'm going to play on PlayStation because that's kind of one of those franchises that I keep telling myself I'm going to go back and platinum because I really mm -hmm. like them. But I, I'm, realistically, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's. But the thing is, I always did that with these Metro games. I'd start them, drop them for a year, and go back and actually play it. And I'm like, oh my god, why did I do that? Yep. Then I was thinking Chrono Trigger. Oof. Just a nice little RPG. 
Chrono Cross is better, but okay. That's a joke, by the way. That's a joke. <laughs> that gets all the Chrono kids triggered. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do the Outlast. Both oh, of them. yeah. I got... That's I love horror games. Though. I just don't like sitting there and getting the crap scared out of me. <laughs> Anything else? That's it for now. I don't want to commit to too many more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, because you got these listeners like Enzy Nitro and Jared who like to bring up the fact that you don't finish your games and make fun of you for it. Oh, you mean like how you never did Death Stranding and Final Fantasy Hey, VII? whoa, whoa, look at the time, guys. <laughs> we got to hurry and get out of here. So, Zach, what you got? <laughs> All right. So, all these games are, like, right up my alley, but I just haven't really played them, except for one, which I'm currently playing. But the first one I'm going to go with is Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, that's your game, dude. That is your game. I started it, and I really, really liked it. I forgot what game released that made me stop playing it on the Xbox. But, yeah, I just, I'm since I'm not really a big PlayStation fan, like, I guess that's probably why it took a toll on why I didn't play it. But it's a great game. I like it. The story is interesting. It looks great. The gameplay, to me, is fun. Um, you know, I, I got stuck on this one part <laughs> where I'm being destroyed by a metal bird. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> but besides that, I, I I need to hunker down and play that game beat it then the second one is that i'd like to do is cyberpunk i know that's on my my go list right now but i have yet to really get past the prologue (laughs) (laughs) since the first time i played it so (laughs) i need to need to hop on that game and then i guess i'm gonna go with the last of us as my number three because I have not played the original one. It's a good game. I've actually played more of the second one than I have the first one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hear it's a great game. It's, again, up my alley with the zombies and stuff, the post-apocalyptic world and survival and stuff. So, Heck yeah. Yeah, I'd like to tackle that one day. Then, number four, I would go with... What Daryl picked for one, The Witcher 3. Yes. Because I know I would love that game. I just never got into it. I think I played like 15 minutes of it in total and then just for some reason never picked it back up. So. And then number five, which is what I'm playing now, (laughs) Skyrim. I've never beat Skyrim before. So I'm going to beat it for (laughs) finally. Dang, that's awesome, dude. That's a that's yeah. a, those are some solid lists. I mean, all of us. That's some good games we've been we've been missing out on. Sad. It's just life. That's how it goes. Yep, yep, yep. So, all right. Well, then I would say this: as we get out of here, we land the plane. Um, if you're listening to this show and you made it this far, all right, you're past the how we became our own grandpa segment. Uh, right in to us in the Loot Bros uh, podcast Facebook group or the Loot Bros podcast Discord channel. Uh, write into us what your backlog beatdown solo quest would be. 
You know, what are the games that have been sitting in your pile of shame that you've been like promising yourself that you're going to play? You know, like, let's go ahead and put those lists out there. Let's hear what everybody's sitting on. And maybe, just maybe, we can encourage each other to knock out those games or, you know, two for one, guys, this is what we need to do. Put those games on our call your shot lists and let's make 2021 where we knock out all these games we've been sitting on. Got a point. Might as well do it. I was planning on doing that anyways. There you go. See, that's, that's good. Good job, Joe. Thank you so much for bringing that one to the table tonight. Thank you guys for joining me. This was a blast. I had a really good time. Got some good laughs in. I think we had a real good show. I feel like it's been a while since we got like the core crew together and knocked out a good show that wasn't, you know, like some kind of crazy circumstance going on in the background, like, you know, streaming through your phone and with your microphone in your butts and all that good stuff. So uh, you guys got anything you want to plug or push before we get out of here? Yeah. I think we're solid. Joe, you got anything? Nope. Nope. Just uh, go Buccaneers. I hope they win the Super Bowl tomorrow. Awesome. Oh, no way. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Tom Brady. Bucks fan, buddy. I'm sorry. There you go. Patrick Mahomes is better. Oh, hey. snap. The Loot Bros of Football Cast. Super Cast. Super Bowl Cast. See, we could do this, guys. We could just go full time podcasters. We can literally talk about everything. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you're listening, please leave reviews. Check out the other shows. Uh, right now, the Loot Roast Podcast has two podcast feeds one with the old logo, the red logo with the blue ninja, and then one with the current logo, the white logo with the Loot Bros Podcast on it. If I could encourage everyone to subscribe to the second feed, we do not know how long the old feed will be there. So if you're listening to the show, I probably should have said this at the beginning. I might like in post add a little something on there. Uh, we're trying our hardest to to consolidate all of our feeds and you know all the different places we've uh, touched on the internet, trying to make this podcast thing uh, smooth and get accurate analytics. So if you're listening to this, you made it this far, please go subscribe to the other feed, leave some reviews on all the feeds because right now it's, it's kind of a, a up in the air on which one will stay. So thank you guys. Check out the comic cast two, two, three, six, and most importantly sounds heavy podcast. I'm super excited about that project and we are out of here. Bye. Sound like you
Kill!